Hello, and welcome back to Chaotic Energy. I am your co-host, Maddie. And I'm your co-host, Sierra. And today's episode is part two from last week's sorority drama. (sighs) We are going to dive into the spooky and strange side of recruitment, or rush week, as bigger schools call it. Mm -hmm. While we have a lot of respect for the organization as a whole, we're going to kind of keep some of the bigger secrets under wraps because they deserve that. And while we hate our particular chapter, we don't necessarily hate the entire organization. All right. We still are very respectful with the rituals and with the practices that we had to follow and everything. Um, there's still a lot of love, just not for that particular chapter. Exactly. So we are going to choose to keep something secret. We're not going to break those, mostly because we don't want to deal with IHQ, but also just because we got a lot of mad respect for them as a whole. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we are going to break down some of the weirder shit that we had to go through. And yeah. uh, hopefully you guys can sit there and figure out why it is that we did that. Because so, I still can't figure it out. Yeah, literally. <laughs> we, we had full-on discussions of the reasons we do things the way we do them, and it still baffles me why i uh i still constantly think about the why i came why i stayed and the fact <laughs> that we had to do that almost every week that could be almost. a whole episode on its own why i came in and why i stayed and then why we had to leave <laughs> man i mean seriously like there is some like i think about that all the time and i'm like we did that almost every week yeah why 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 were we so miserable <laughs> we had to do that like oh man oh i can't wait to really get into this tea because we have so much of it this is just like pre-sub because we were even talking about it before like this is not even the major things this is background yeah yeah this is all just background information this isn't even breaking down into some of the like day-to-day stuff week-to-week stuff like the chapters and everything else we had to go through like man this is just one week a year yep one week and it was basically (sighs) my version of hell week because like you would hear about that at big schools and it would be like the pledges going through everything nah it was training week that was hell week yeah no that uh we'll talk about the summer camp but summer camp was absolute hell yeah and uh, i can't wait till we dive more into summer camp but Mm -hmm. oh god it was hell it was absolute (laughs) hell okay let's give background first on like the day prep because we did go through each day as a recruitee and now as a recruiter it's different for that other side so let's go through that yeah for sure um so day one um day one was usually on a thursday Mm -hmm. typically um so i think wednesday night we kind of had like our final big meeting and like our final practices Mm -hmm. um because like that whole week leading up to it i if i recall correctly we had practices that whole week sunday to wednesday and it was Um, the first week of school too so we also had our beginning classes we had our schedules getting through like it was a lot to take in some of us were still moving into our apartment yeah (laughs) um so Day one was that Thursday, um, and the thing that I don't get is they made you feel, or at least I felt so guilty having a class on a Thursday evening, yeah. like, and they made me feel guilty for, like, not skipping it for mm-hmm. recruitment, and I think I always, oh sorry, I think I always skipped my classes, mm-hmm. but then I feel like there were other girls that they were like, oh, so-and-so's a class, she's so dedicated to her education, we love yeah. her so much, and it's like, you guys just told me that I wasn't a real sister if I skipped my English class, but she's 
dedicated to her education because she's not skipping her art class like mm-hmm. what 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 do you mean like mm-hmm. and the obvious favoritism plays into a lot of other stuff that we go into later but yes I just remember basically them being like well recruitment only happens once a year so I mean I get the you have classes but dot 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 and it's like okay so yeah. we're all skipping class which looks bad on all of us but we're mm-hmm. supposed to be the top girls in the school with the best grades and the best education and whatever like mm-hmm. <sighs> so there was teachers, that teachers literally leading up to that week we had to wear our letter shirts so like teachers knew what yeah. students were what but leading up to it if you skipped a class they instantly marked that for the entire year of like oh this is the one that has events this is the one that does this like it's yep. kind of always that stigma I did thankfully have like one or two professors that I emailed like the beginning because I emailed every single one of them but mm-hmm. like only two of them emailed me back and like oh no we totally understand like you're choosing your time between education and extracurriculars that's very cool like as long mm-hmm. as you have the work done if you miss a few whatever like a few oh, classes cool. then it's fine um but then I had other teachers who were like you're not gonna prioritize your education and I'm like well I guess not but also like this is an elective language class and I really don't give a shit about it so yeah we already pay a lot of money to school on top of a lot of money into the sorority itself like I'm like this is an 8 a.m creative writing class I'm hungover babe it doesn't matter if I'm here (laughs) or not like uh but yeah so day one um so day one was the most casual day out of all of them as Mm -hmm. a recruiter and recruitee um those were well, we finally got to wear jeans, I think, the last year, but... Um, Outfits, though, the beginning years, like, the freaking red girls and the green girls, they looked so fucking cute. Every oh, yeah. year. I, I was not a fan of the outfit choices that we made ever, no. um, especially the one year that they had us wear um, colored, those colored pants, whatever those pixie oh, pants or whatever. We yeah. all had to wear different colored pixie pants with brown sandals mm-hmm. and black t-shirts. Mm-hmm. We looked an absolute hot mess that year. Oh, yeah. The- different colored pants all around. And those pants didn't even fit me because I'm tiny and old movies doesn't have shit that, like, fits my body. The only year we looked semi-nice was the year that we had the purple shirts and the uh, the jeans. I like, I like that year. Um. Mostly just because at that point, then everyone could wear a pair of pants that fit them and made yeah. them feel good. Yeah. But, like, the first year, mm. oh, I don't even remember. I don't remember at all what I wore that first year, but I hated it. I know I did. I think it was the pixie pants the first year. The second year was the, the um. No, because you weren't with me the first year. Oh, no, that was your first year. Me yeah. and my first year was pixie. Yeah, so that was my second year. But my first year, whenever you came into our room... Mm-hmm. I, I don't remember what we wore, but I remember that it was, like, it was a huge ordeal, and yeah. we had to get, like, approvals, and approvals were miserable. It was all bad. Was it the last year of jean skirts? Yeah, jeans. And I feel like, I think a couple girls got to wear actual pants. Yeah, because I couldn't find a jean skirt to save my life that year. Yeah, I think uh, I think that day for that last year, whenever we were wearing those outfits, I'm pretty sure that was uh, whenever we got stuck out in the uh cemetery and I met John (laughs) but you know whatever um okay so god we are already all over the place (laughs) okay okay day two day two we're not even done with day one yet babe goodness well I was going through like day one day two day three (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, but we broke them down last one. We got to break them down again. All right, all right, all right. Goodness, you are getting me all over the place. I'm the one that's rushing <laughs> us. Okay, so uh, day one, we'd have to skip class. Um, and usually we were there on campus till like 9, 10 p.m. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, again, like this is our very first week of school, which means that we have homework, we have mm-hmm. classes, we have things to do. Right. But we are required to be on campus from like, 2 p.m. till mm-hmm. 10 p.m. So we're there for like eight hours. Yep. And then, uh, then we went home. And the next day, Friday, was day two. Mm-hmm. That was philanthropy. And that started early. I remember philanthropy day starting before 10 a.m. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it started around, what, like 9, 9.30? Which was crazy because it was a Friday. Yeah. Everyone has classes on Friday. Actually, English department never did. I mean, like, a lot of people didn't have classes on Friday, but, like, there were still students that had classes on Fridays, and so, yeah. like, basically we were starting, and then, like, they got mad at people for not being able to go, oh, but also, like, the actual recruit- recruitment stuff didn't start. Like, I know we had to be yeah. there early, but, like, recruitment, I don't think, started until, like, 2 or 3. They would literally have girls come in late and be like, this was due to her schedule having classes, and she yeah. came in after class. Like, what? And Daisy was all in heels. Yeah. So we spent the entire time in heels. Oh, that was rough. There was no breaks for eating whatsoever. Yeah. We were there again till like midnight, one a.m. Mm-hmm. Doing that voting. Was the, yeah, that was the second voting day, so we would be there upwards like of midnight. Yeah, as I think there were sometimes would be like midnight, one a.m. Mm-hmm. And then the third night mm-hmm. was ritual, and that started pretty much around like four or five a.m. We were waking up getting dressed mm-hmm. after coming back from like oh goodness thought I lost us sorry <laughs> technical difficulties um where was I oh but so like the night before we ended at like 12 1 and then we had to be back on campus at like 4 or 5 a.m or at least <laughs> get up and get dressed and get ready about 4 or 5 a.m you had to have hair done makeup done fully dressed in your heels by the time you walked into that room yep and a lot of times even before you walked into the prep room like if you walked in in jammies and you weren't in your black dress you got scolded oh yeah and girls would come in and change into their dress in the other room and do their hair like you curled my hair the last mm -hmm. day uh or no it was uh philanthropy day you curled my hair because it was just we were up so late yep Yep, I remember, like, I mean, we just had to do so much, and the amount of times that we just had, like, multiple girls helping out other girls to, like, get mm-hmm. ready as fast as possible, because they just didn't organize it well at all. Yeah. No. Um. But then day three, we were also in heels the entire time, which by that point, all of our feet are bleeding and we're miserable. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't really get to eat all day. Sometimes they'd bring us snacks, but it'd be stuff that we couldn't eat because we weren't allowed to leave the room. Mm-hmm. And that was the big thing. That was, like, the number one rule was we were not allowed to leave the room that we were doing recruitment in. And, like, even, like, bathroom breaks. Like, a lot of times they would, like, give you a dirty look and scold you if mm-hmm. you even decided to go to the bathroom. But it's, like, You had, dude. like, four to five minutes tops to go in the bathroom on top of all of the other sororities going to the bathroom. Yeah, you're line. fighting, like, 150 girls for yeah. six stalls. It's – and food and whatever else. And so, like, pretty much you're starving yourself. You're – dehydrating yourself you're sleep depriving yourself and Mm -hmm. you're killing yourself basically I mean this was such a culmination recipe for bad mental health Mm -hmm. and oh god but then so day three like started at like 5 a.m and then it would end at like 2 3 a.m the next day Mm -hmm. 
So we were there, like, it was, like, 24 hours dedicated to this ritual day. Yes. And, I mean, I think there oh, was one that, year. After that, you had chapter the next day. So you still had to be up and go yep. through the day and then have chapter. And then you had class on Monday. Yep. Oh, well, we're not, even, we're not even there yet, baby. We're not there yet. Yep. Um, but day three was just awful. Voting lasted till like, 3 a.m. <laughs> it was, oh, God, it was so bad. And then, typically, so, like, bid day would be the next day. So, day three was Saturday, which is why they basically could have us for 24 hours because mm-hmm. there's no classes. Why not? Yep. Um, and then bid day, basically, like, and for me especially, like, my family was a part of all the plannings of everything and all the events. So, because my family was a part of it, I had to be a part of it. By family, she means sorority family. Yeah, like the my bigs and their littles and whatever else. Um, mm-hmm. And we'll break down the family yeah. stuff in a, later. But um, so for like me and like my family, like bid day started like 6 a.m. Mm-hmm. After being awake till 3 a.m. the night before, I had three hours practically to mm-hmm. get all of our shit together, head on over to the hall, get the hall decorated, get the cupcakes decorated, which I baked. Mm-hmm. So my the year that I came in, a girl was in the sorority, and her dad owned a bakery, and he did the cupcakes the year that I came into it. Mm-hmm. Um, after that, I, you know, at the time, I wanted to open my own bakery, which is why I was getting my entrepreneurship degree. So everyone knew that I could bake and cook. Um, and so the next year, they had me bake over 300 cupcakes in a three-hour mm-hmm. period for the entire bid day. And then I did that every other year that I was there for the three years that I was there. I baked cupcakes every single year. Oh, yeah. So I probably baked, like, easily a 1,000 cupcakes, if not more, for that sorority for free. I just remember the last year working with you because you were cooking. I was doing signs, and, like, everyone was scrambling around trying to do, like, decorations at 3 in the morning. (laughs) Yeah, we are, like, scrambling between 3 and 7 a.m. when we have to have the – because we have to have the hall decorated before bid day because bid day starts at, like – 10 a.m. Yeah. And then afterwards, they have to bring us all back to the hall. So mm-hmm. we had very little time to set up, which that in and of itself, that disorganization is probably what made it even worse. Mm-hmm. Because honestly, voting did not need to go on for as long as it did. A lot of that was just Jay and the other LT team oh, yeah. kind of just being obnoxious for no reason. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, the way they would talk about the girls, too. Like, uh... you could the language you can tell it wasn't directed like extremely in that way but like the subtlety was there the attitude the way they judged them it was there oh yeah I mean and a lot of that too is just like uh, just girls hating girls Mm -hmm. um and some obvious jealousy and whatever else um but yeah I mean that whole week was just absolutely crazy absolutely crazy I remember I mean I remember like sobbing most of that time like whatever boyfriend I was dating like they'd be upset because they couldn't see me for the entire week and I'd be like Mm -hmm. texting them the whole time like absolutely miserable and Mm -hmm. depressed and sleep deprived and like I usually would end up skipping class Thursday Friday and Monday just Mm -hmm. to deal with it and recover from it and oh yeah I remember the boyfriend that I was dating the last year D um I was so stressed out, and I texted him, like, right when we were leaving um, the other girl's house, and so three hours later, he was sleeping. He woke up before me, and he's like, hey, I'm outside. I brought you Starbucks. I brought you breakfast. I do remember that. That was so cute. He literally got up and 
bought me Starbucks so that way I could start my day correctly before ritual and he knew that we wouldn't get out of there till three because as a fraternity man he knew as well what went into it and then he also knew girls that were going through the same process but like he was like you're going through a lot you need to eat something you haven't ate the last three days besides like gorging yourself during dinner and he knew that so like that was really sweet of him and I remember just thinking like finally someone understands <laughs> I just remember my frat boyfriend being pissed at me because I couldn't drink because it was a fucking dry week yeah, and he was like are you serious fuck oh. you fuck you he oh my god he was so awful and he was drunk the whole time yeah and he would call me at like 2 a.m on Saturday and I'm like still in voting and I'm like dude you cannot fucking call me right now like <laughs> See, there were times where I understood Dry Week, and there were times where I didn't. Like, the holiday that our founding is, how we couldn't drink that day, but, like, everybody else drank that day, I was a little peed. No, honestly, um, I, I didn't understand Dry Week at all in any situation. I never understood, um, forcing sobriety. Not, like, that sobriety's a bad thing. Like, sobriety's Mm -hmm. a great thing, and, like, I'm, you know, all for it, but... To sit there and, like, especially, like, the holiday mm-hmm. that, like, we were founded on, like, and just in general, like, I don't know, most of the girls were 21. Yeah. And so for you to be like, hey, on this specific drinking holiday, you can't drink. And it's like, yeah. no, fuck you. Mm-hmm. Like, what do you mean I can't drink? Like, yeah, I can't drink in letters, but you can't tell me that I can't do drugs in any way, shape, or form. Like, if I want to drink, I can drink. It. If I want to smoke weed, I'll smoke weed. Like, I was so confused at it because I was like I was already 21 at the time and I had my own place and I was like why can't I have a glass of wine at the end of the night like is someone gonna stalk me are you really gonna tackle me to the ground and be like dry week and I mean like obviously like there was that and so like you know not everybody was being monitored 100% yeah but also just like the I don't know it just always felt like a weird control on record I never drank during dry week but it was just the principle of the fact that I could have because I was in my own damn apartment. Um, I drank every almost every single one. Did you? And or smoked. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, towards like the like the last year when uh like me and my best friend at the time were like hanging out, doing stuff, doing all of our sorority things, like yeah. she'd come pick me up in her Jeep and we'd go smoke a blunt beforehand. Like <laughs> her and I would go smoke a blunt before chapter. Oh, like wait. I remember that one night during recruitment where we were all dancing between the last round and we were sitting down in the chairs and you went to hit your vape and one of the other girls came over and you were smiling and all of a sudden just a puff oh I do remember that out (laughs) (laughs) that was so funny oh Oh, man I really oh god I thought they were gonna kick me out more times I mean they eventually did but there (laughs) was definitely other occasions I thought they were gonna do it especially Jay (laughs) oh man yeah so let's get in let's break down the training week because I was like yeah let's let's speak of speaking of Jay let's let's talk about Miss Jay let's go into that (laughs) Miss Jay we are gonna keep her name under wraps because Miss Jay deserves it but and we Ms. can't really think of a villain name for her. That's literally why she's called Miss J. Yeah. Miss J was a alumni for our sorority. <laughs> so she had done her four years and then she came back as an advisor. Some reason. And she was a bitch. I'm gonna say that right now. I, I, I kind of adored her 
she was absolutely a bitch. I literally wanted to impress that woman so bad. I couldn't tell if I wanted to be her friend or if I just wanted to be her. Yeah. Like, uh, Miss J was an interesting human being. She was direct. She was curt. She was not afraid to tell you exactly what she was thinking. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that was great. And sometimes it wasn't. Sometimes a lot of girls cried. Yeah, me included. Yeah. So every summer, once you joined the sorority, you were required to go to summer camp. Mm-hmm. Summer camp was a, what, three-day weekend? Four-day weekend? Something like that. Three or four days in this campsite in the middle of nowhere in southern Illinois. And it changed every year. Yeah. Oh, was it one year in Carbondale? Yeah, but I don't know. No, 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 it was supposed to be in Carbondale, and everyone was like, no, we're not doing that. There was one year where we drove like an hour away because I picked up another, or another girl came and we drove together, but that was the first year that it was my birthday that weekend, and no one fucking acknowledged it. Or maybe it was Carbondale. I don't remember. I don't remember it anymore. Some, it was some freaking drive. But I know that all of them were in southern Illinois, um, like yeah. south of Edwardsville. Mm-hmm. Um, there was I think there was one year they tried to do it in Springfield and that's the one that everyone was like no mm-hmm. like no one lived like the only people that's going to be good for is like the Chicago people yeah and everyone else lives in southern Illinois oh we all bitched about that um but anyways so this like three or four day weekend was like 12 to 14 hour days mm-hmm. of non-stop recruitment prep and like this was almost militarized the way that they had this done like so we were not allowed to leave the campsite Mm -hmm. at all for any reason the only time that I was allowed to leave the one time was because I was friends with an LT member and she got to leave and so I got to go along with her Mm -hmm. um but we were not ever allowed to leave we were held hostage there pretty much the entire time yeah they were 12 to 14 hour days of us on our feet of us like we had like a hundred chants not that many I'm exaggerating (laughs) but we had a lot of chance that we had to learn we had the songs that we had to learn Mm -hmm. they mapped it as um bonding moments for sisters yeah they would call it a bonding weekend but most of it was just us miserable in bunk beds yeah with no service and just having to look at each other for three days and honestly like I get that there's a lot of funny trips about women not liking women but like these were very competitive women, and they did not like each other. Mm-hmm. And they forced, like, 90 of us to just be together on a three-day retreat and just kind of hoped that it would be okay. Um, mm-hmm. There was so much bullying, so much harassment, so much so just much horrible dra- behavior. Like, so much drama. And, I mean, just this entire time, like, I mean, we are just under control of Miss J and the LT team. So, basically, during these 12 to 14 hour days, we were learning recruitment and learning Mm -hmm. ritual, which, for girls who had already done it, knew how to do it. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like when your manager teaches you how to use a cash register, and then every three months, he walks you back to that exact same training with no new information whatsoever. We literally uh, had girls that were, like, veterans, and then we had the rookies, basically, and we had to learn the exact same thing every single year. And it wasn't even really that difficult. They just made it 
more than it needed to be. And by the time we had it perfect, it never went perfect on the actual ritual day that we had recruitment. Oh, yeah. No, because most of the girls that were messing it up were the girls that didn't even go to the summer camp. Mm -hmm. Because they were the girls that had the special treatment who could be excused from it for Mm -hmm. whatever reason. They had special excuses, and then they didn't know what they were doing, especially if they were brand new and, like, had never done recruitment before. They would just get thrown in. Nobody would, like, know well how to teach them because we didn't have time. Yeah. I mean, it was just, it was so awful. And I mean, like, just the entire time, like, every time we even mess up a little bit, Jay would just scream at us, clap Mm -hmm. our hands, and we have to start back up at the very beginning. And, like... They would stop us mid-sentence or mid-chant and be like, nope run it again start from the beginning yeah I it just man it was so awful and like the amount of times that they were like purposefully like try and like pin us against each other and Mm -hmm. god and the one day I mean there was like 12 hours in just heels because they basically like we're doing ritual as if it was actual ritual night Mm -hmm. and like a lot of times if you weren't crying during the practice they would like scream at you yeah and be like, like, why aren't you crying? Why aren't you emotional? It's like, because I don't give a shit. Because it's 105 degrees outside. Because mm-hmm. I'm in the middle of nowhere. Because I can't use my phone. Because I've been doing this for eight hours and my feet hurt. Because mm-hmm. I don't want to cry right now. And I don't have to cry right now. I'm not going to cry during ritual. And I never did. Not even during my last one. Really? I did. I cried. I delivered one of the letters and I still didn't cry. Like, I was one of the girls that read during ritual and I didn't cry. Yeah. I remember. The I only time I, remember- I ever cried during recruitment was the Kindle video. That was it. Oh, Kindle. Yeah. I just remember, like, during training, we would literally be in pajama tops and, like, softy shorts or freaking, like, workout shorts, and we'd be in our black heels that are two to four inches or more, and we'd be shuffling along. Like, it was absolute hell. And then we'd have to memorize lines, and if you got the line wrong, they would either change it to what you said if they liked it better, or they would force you to go get your phone, look at it, and start again. Yeah, I mean, oh, man, they were just, I mean, they were so militarized about it. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, especially for it to basically get screwed up almost every single year, it almost felt like, granted, it was just a lot of pressure. Mm -hmm. And this pressure to make it absolutely perfect made it even worse, because, honestly... Had they just made it fun, yeah, we probably would have had a much better time doing it. But they took it almost too seriously, mm-hmm. and that's where I think it lost me was because I, I, it wasn't serious, you know. Like mm-hmm. we're not a big school. See, we I were. Think, for me, it was like the first year was awful. The second year was the time I actually felt like finally comfortable because I was around you. I was around more people that I actually, like, got along with, so it was more of a bonding for other people, and I was, like, enjoying it, because they had more stuff to do that year. Third year, um, we got a lot of things changed the third year, and it made it better overall. It was just, like, it was just so stressful, and then by the time the weekend was up, you would either hate the people that you were around so much that you didn't want to look at them or you would create a bonding moment and then as soon as you returned back to school everyone was back in their cliques you would say hi and you'd like be around each other but you would not have that sort of like friendship that you did during training weekend 
Yeah. That and between that and the um the nice notes. Mm-hmm. Um I I have my nice notes journals still. Um I use them to put my podcast notes into now. I hated um, those. I have enough space in my notebook. Yeah, I was like, I have enough space in my notebook to make my podcast notes. So I had like maybe ten girls out of the ninety that are in our sorority say yeah. something to me any given time. It was a competition because if you had multiple pages worth, then like you were one of the like great ones, the one that everybody looked up to. But if you only had like five to ten or even three to five people, it hurt. It stung. I mean, there were girls that had empty notebooks. Yeah. Uh, and like and the thing too is that for one they didn't require people to write in them and they didn't give us the time to they kind of gave us like an hour at the yeah. end of the week to like take photos write like in notebooks grab a notebook and write into it and it was just like you know some of the girls made a point to do it and like I tried really hard to at least say something in everyone's notebook even if it was just super generic like I tried my hardest to make sure that nobody had an empty notebook because I was yeah. like I liked it better at least when we had the bags and we had, like, the goodie bags that we'd throw notes into because mm-hmm. then that could have been, like, I just threw a note into every bag and so no one had something empty. But there were definitely years where, like, I remember girls had empty notebooks because no one had anything to say to them. Yeah, it sucks. And also, like, I mean, there's that, but also it's like, then why are they even there? Mm-hmm. If they're not friends with anyone, if there is no one that has anything nice to say to you, why are you here? Mm-hmm. Why are you in the sorority? Like, and it makes you feel really depressed because you're around all of these women that you joined an organization with and you're supposed to be happy and you're supposed to love them and you're supposed to be friends or at least be friends with some of them and then you come back from that hard-ass weekend just to open that notebook and it's blank and you're like okay what am I what is this for like yeah I uh I I understood the message behind it, but because they didn't do anything about it, there was just it was just so bad. Yeah. Even like rereading back through some of the stuff, like uh, there's a year, um, where I remember that only one like LT was supposed to like write in everybody's notebooks. I was kind of like the job mm-hmm. of LT was to make everyone feel good. Mm-hmm. And there was that year that we had an extremely toxic LT group. Yeah. Um, that was the one that was filled with a yeah. lot, a lot of really toxic girls, a lot of really horrible girls. And a lot of them were in the same family, so they were all around each yeah. other. They all freaking had their own opinions. Yeah, they were very clicked up. There was only like two members of that entire LT group that were like weren't a part of it and weren't like that. Um, yep. But I remember that year, like LT was supposed to write in everyone's notebooks, which also blew my mind. There were seven LT girls, like it blew my mind that there were empty notebooks. How are there seven LT girls and you have empty um, notebooks? Yeah, but I remember that year, only one LT member had written in my notebook that year. I think only the president wrote in mine. None of the others. It wasn't even the president. It was the one girl that, like, didn't even necessarily get along with me. But she wrote actually something extremely nice and encouraging in my notebook. And it kind of made me wonder if she thought she had the wrong girl. (laughs) But I remember reading hers. And, like, hers was extremely inspiring and extremely well-written. And I just, I mean, there was some that, like, going back through it, there's just some really shitty things that I remember. I think mine is in my car. I threw away the poster year. That year we had posters. I don't even remember that. Yeah, I trashed that one. 
I uh, just remember the goodie bags with the notes, and I thought I had notebooks every year after that because I have three notebooks or two notebooks. I think it was the first year that I was in. It must have been posters Hmm. or it was something. I don't know. I just I was like, I think that was the goodie bags. Was it? I'm pretty sure because there was the the other girl that had the same name as you but spelled with an S. Uh, um, that yeah. was that came in your year, mm-hmm. and I uh, I don't know why, but I remember her goodie bag. <laughs> but sticking in my head the SS together. <laughs> but um, mm. yeah, but yeah. So that summer camp was, I mean, absolute hell week, absolute mm-hmm. hell. I mean, a lot of times it'd be like, I mean, didn't we have to like bring our own? snacks and like yeah had to bring our own food they gave us some drinks and then they gave us one day of like pizza or some shit yeah and I think we even had to bring like a some sort of like snack for like everybody so you had to like bring individual snacks but then you also had to bring like a potluck snack yeah and then they bought pizza one day out of like the four that we were there I think there was one year that they like grilled and we had burgers and hot dogs that was, I think, the second year, because I remember those cabins were actually pretty decent, and that was also another year that I had my birthday. They always had the freaking charging loop on during my birthday. Well, yeah, that was the only time to do it. They weren't going to just stop because it was your birthday, Sierra. <laughs> hey, no one did shit for my birthday either, because it was vinyl week. So <laughs> every single year for my birthday, I had no friends to celebrate my birthday, and I celebrated my birthday almost every single year completely alone. Because it was final week. And you. Two of those years you were sick and didn't come out. I was dying. Yeah. Yeah. I was dying. Yeah. No, I know. I, but I, I but <laughs> even for my 21st birthday, like there was just you and one other girl. Like it was just, it was so bad. And like, even like when we had the dinner beforehand, before we started going to the bar, it's only like yeah. six girls showed up to that dinner. And, and I'm like, I, how I are we sisters always? Yeah. Like, I remember for their birthday, I went to their apartment and decorated their entire apartment or, like, went over to their house and decorated their entire house and took them out to dinner and, like, did the whole thing. Mm-hmm. But then when it came around for me, it was like, oh, well, finals week or next week. And then I'm like, okay, got it. Yeah. Got it, got it, got it, got it. It was just a lot of give or, and no, like, receiving. Yeah. Yeah. They uh they were very welcome to take without giving anything back in return. Yeah, I I cannot re- like I just can't believe that I put myself through that. Like looking back on it now, I really cannot believe it's um, that we accepted it for so long. So we did promise to spill tea. <sighs> yeah, and okay. to spill some secrets. All right. Um. So the one that I want to spill is the way that we voted because oh. I don't think this is what every school did. I think this was just specific to our school. Really? Um, I, I know that there is some form of voting at every school and it probably is at least similar to mm-hmm. the way that we do it, but I think that there are better ways that other schools do it. Um, granted, I didn't go through other schools' recruitment process, so I'm not 100% sure. And we were a smaller school. But I think, um, I think some of the ways that we did it was um, not great, and also just the language we used. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically, with voting, every single night they would have us all sit in chairs alphabetically because mm-hmm. we were not allowed to sit next to our friends. 
um, we had to sit alphabetically always, which I hated that. It made no sense because even when we did that, they still did roll call and they still made us call out all of our names. It's like, you have them. You know where we're all sitting. We left empty chairs for the girls that weren't there. Like, I remember that. It would be like, no, you can't sit next to me because so-and-so sits there. You have to leave a chair for them. Like, but anyway, so we'd sit in alphabetical order, right? Um, and then we'd have us all sit down and they hand us three cards. A red card, a yellow card, and a green card. Very elementary. Yeah. Then they put on the projector. They had a big screen. And they would cycle through every single girl that had come through recruitment that night. Mm-hmm. Um, they'd start with the very first girl, whoever was first in the alphabet. They'd pull up her picture. They'd pull up whatever information. And then someone had to raise their hand and they had to talk about that girl. Mm-hmm. Um. Whether um, it be I'm positive for- or negative. And a lot of times they ask for both. They'd ask for pros and cons of each girl. The times where we had girls and no one stood up, it was awkward. Especially, like, by the third night. It was so awkward. Like, um, oh, I remember the famous thing that Jay would say. Here's this girl. You're telling me no one has talked to her in three nights and she's made it through for three nights? Yeah, I remember that Jay always like- just being like, it's ritual. How has no one spoken to this girl? Yeah. And then, like, of course, in front of him, it's like, oh, well, I had her for a ritual, but... And it's like, uh, how is she still here, then? How is she still, like... That was always the part that blew my mind, was, mm-hmm. like... And it was either the girls were just too scared to speak up, which, weird, mm-hmm. or no one talked to her. And, yeah. like, I remember, though, that there were the girls that I was passionate about, and I had a few, and I would stand up and do whatever, but mm-hmm. my big... She really mm. fucked up voting her year, or, like, my first year going into it, um, because she was very aggressive about it and made sure that people wanted me, and she was crazy. Um, but, yeah, so voting, basically, they pulled up a girl. We had to stand up. We had to give pros and cons, mm-hmm. um, and we had to have a con. Basically, like, you had to think of something, and sometimes those cons would be stupid shit, like, well, she is a junior, yeah, or, oh, she's married, so she might not have the time commitment. Or, that- um, oh, what was, God, there was another one. Oh, um, someone was like, well, she works at XYZ, so she may not have time for this. And it's like, if she's going through recruitment, she knows that she's got the time for it. Yeah. Like, she wouldn't be going through this if she didn't think that she could. Um, and there was just some other really, like, shitty cons. Like, I remember girls saying stuff about, like, appearances, about weight, about, um... Like, they didn't think that they, like, aesthetically yeah. would fit in. Which um, was crazy because we were the one sorority that literally was meant not to care about looks or aesthetics. It was yeah. supposed to be welcoming to everyone. But um, especially the uh, the big little, the actual big sister, little sister duo. Mm-hmm. Not just big and little sorority-wise, but they were actually related. Like, those yeah. two specifically had a very specific look in mind for what they wanted the sorority to look like Mm -hmm. because they were pageant girls and they wanted more pageant girls it was like yeah no dude your philanthropy is eating disorders how are you going to expect to get these types of girls like that's not how it's gonna work right um but so like I just remember like a lot like there's just a lot of negative and nasty language um oh and with ACK Pro in voting like that was ridiculous all right, well, you should probably ex- explain that because you can't just say acronyms for words and not explain what they are because the people listening have no clue unless they've been on it. That's true. Okay, so in the sorority, there's 
the academic probation. And that's when you meet below the required GPA, but you're still technically in the sorority. You're still active. You're still mandatorily obligated to be at everything. However, you cannot vote. You cannot have a say. You can't go to the formals. You can't go to the... um, the mixers with other fraternities um like if you did end up going to the formals it would be because you racked up points and that was the years that we did have a point system and then after that we didn't so it's it was a very um changing system but with academic probation or ACPRO, pro what would happen is is during ritual or during any voting um situation where we had to vote a new lt vote for a new bill vote for whatever um we would get the red card um, and we'd have to vote for red on every single girl, no matter if we were the ones that stood up and said, we love her, we want her, she's amazing, she does this, this, and this, uh, she'll be a great asset. Whatever you said, you would still have to vote red. Like, it did not matter. Yeah, I uh, I do remember that. And I, I remember them re- their, their reasoning for it was that basically, like, you're not a part of the sorority, and so therefore you can't be a part of this. And it's like, mm-hmm. then why am I here? Yeah. Like, why are you still requiring me to be a sister if I'm not allowed to participate? Like, why And, like, other they try to make it seem like it was, oh, well, it's a privilege to, to be able to do this. And it's like, okay, mm-hmm. that's fine. But if I am speaking out on this girl and I'm saying, hey, this girl is fantastic. I really think that she could be an incredible sister. And then I throw out my red card. Everyone's going to be like, why did she just say all that then? Mm-hmm. And she's going to vote no for this girl. And like, then at that point, you either have to out yourself for being on mm-hmm. academic probation, which for me, like, so the GPA requirement was 2.7. Mm-hmm. I had a 2.65 and I was on academic probation. Mm-hmm. And I think about that all the time all the fucking time and that literally is what because it stayed at a 2.65 I couldn't get my average up I couldn't do it I like I stayed at a 2.65 and it pissed me off that mm-hmm. that's what prevented me a 0. 0.5 of a fucking grade like, I, I mean I think about that all the time and even when I like think about how we got kicked out and that was still the case that I was still at a two point I think it was actually a 2.68 or something like that mm-hmm. and they refused to round up and I was like okay so you're just being petty at this point. Got it. Um, even that last year, which we'll talk about whenever we talk about the us getting kicked mm-hmm. out episode, the the last year and everything that happened with that. But um, yeah, voting was just God, voting was hell. But yeah, we basically put these screens up and we went through each girl, cycled through every single girl. Sometimes it would take till you know three a.m. because it's just a lot to say mm-hmm. and a lot of people and the. The amount of times, too, that, like, I just remember how disrespectful LT was mm-hmm. during all of that. Like, especially, like, you know, they would be screaming at us for being on our phones or for talking yeah. out of turn or whatever. Like, not your moment over and over again. Mm-hmm. But then they would be on their phones yeah, laughing. Or, like, you could see that they were obviously gossiping about something at their table. And it's, like... They would literally whisper to each other. Or you can see if you saw through the glasses, they would be doing homework. And yeah. we would literally be sitting there in our chairs, not with nothing. Yeah. We weren't allowed to have phones. We weren't allowed to have laptops out. We weren't allowed to have anything out in front of us. We mm-hmm. had to be 100% focused on Jay and on the screen. And, like, mm-hmm. I just, God, I just remember how awful it really was. Yeah. And, I mean. The privilege that LT had. Like, literally the privilege that they felt that they were above us just because they got voted in 
for it. Like, and the two, the one thing I always hated, they're like, we need a con, but the con couldn't be anything that had to do with high school. Yeah. And it's like a lot of times, like, there'd be stuff where it'd be like, yeah, but like in high school, like this girl, like continuously behaved this way. Mm-hmm. And they're like, yeah, but it's college and they might be different. And then the first party would roll around and they would behave in that exact same way and they'd be so mm-hmm. pissed about it. And it's like, I literally said during recruitment that this girl was like that. I, mean, yeah. I, I said that word for word. I told you guys this was going to happen. And you told me to shut the fuck up, basically. Yeah. I, oh, man. Uh, oh, God. But yeah, the, the voting thing, like that scene in, uh, what's that frat house movie called? Animal House. Um, the scene in Animal House where they've got the projector and they've got the pictures of the boys that come yeah. through recruitment. That is almost exactly what voting is like. And the entire time they're sitting there telling you, don't ever, ever, ever tell anyone what we do in this room tonight. Mm-hmm. Okay, Jay. Okay. Okay. Or, or don't ever say to a girl, I can't wait to see you in our sorority, or I can't wait to see you Sunday. You had to say, I hope to see you Sunday. I, I hope, hope to see you. Like, I hope you'll be there. I, ugh, it sounds like my old job at the dispensary, where, like, I couldn't, Yeah. I couldn't suggest anything. I couldn't tell what I would do. Like, it would just be a, well, when I participate, this is how I do it, but of course everybody's different, or I can mm-hmm guide you but I can't I can't tell you I can't suggest anything I can't prescribe anything shut up mm-hmm. it's like I mean everybody just oh, man it's just so obnoxious all the time uh, but I have tea though okay hell yeah not on, not on the voting aspect but I have tea on um when we were recruiting and when it was uh that year that we had the new sorority come in Okay, the last year that we were uh-huh. in. Yep, all the rules changed where if a girl decided to drop, she'd go straight into their recruitment process. So this was the year that, um, if you remember, our military friend, my best guy friend, mm-hmm. so his ex decided to go through recruitment that year. And she came in, and when you go through recruitment, you're literally like berated into the mindset of do not talk about boys don't talk about parties don't talk about drinking don't talk about anything negative that happens in your college life other than your achievements academic uh, accolades or anything of that nature that will get you in high regards oh man I remember the the absolutely no party talk whatsoever and like it would be a con like if they're like yeah she just asked about boys and like fraternities and parties a lot it so like, she's obviously oh, not a good fit for us. Ask. And it's like, what? Like, yeah. we all went to parties. What does that even mean? Like, that and weekend, we, we had a party. If a girl was curious about what fraternities we hung out with or we were close to, we couldn't say anything. We had to say, oh, we're close to all of the guys. All of the fraternities are really nice to us. And we all, like, have great relationships. No, we or, one A lot of times we'd have to say, like, oh, we don't really spend a lot of time with fraternities. Like, occasionally we have a few mixers. But that's yeah. mostly our relationship stays pretty professional professional and it's like no we're all hooking up yeah most of the girls in our sorority hooked up with those boys multiple times a night Mm -hmm. the amount of times that I caught a girl in a closet hooking up with some guy but I'm the one that got written up because I used to be a stripper Mm -hmm. or a burlesque dancer not even a real stripper like goodness gracious yeah Yeah. exactly (sighs) so anyway so they're berated not to mention any of that so she comes in the room and 
Who <laughs> who picks her up? Me. And I was pissed because I don't like her and she doesn't like me. And so we're talking and the first thing that comes out of her mouth is, I cannot wait to go to this party tonight because I heard this guy was going to be there and I just, I'm so excited. And I was like, oh, okay. Um, well, can you tell me more about like, how you're interested in our philanthropy or how like your recruitment process has been going she's like oh I don't really care about that I just like kind of wanted to get in with the parties that like GIs can't get into and GIs was what was it called a goddamn independent GDIs yeah GDIs yeah she was like I just can't get into like the other parties because I'm a GDI and like now I'll be able to like get in and not have to worry about it and but also like that's not true because It wasn't exclusive. You could get in. The only times that parties weren't open to everyone were mixer parties. Mm-hmm. And those happened, like, once a month. Yeah. But then all the other fraternities would be hosting parties. And, like, most times we would go to our mixer party for, like, 20 minutes and then go to the other parties. Yeah. Specifically, at Goat House. What, no matter what happened on the night, mm-hmm. we always entered a Goat House. Yep. Sometimes we started there and ended there. But, like, if it was Goat House, mm-hmm. I was there the whole night. Especially if we had mixers with them, because I loved those boys. Mm. Um, but if it was any other fraternity, my ass was leaving after 30 minutes. With or without y'all. Like, almost every time. And even when I wasn't dating the, like, fraternity or whatever, like, or dating the guys in that fraternity, there were times where I definitely was like, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm gonna go to a goat house, so uh, see, I'll see you guys later. See, after I started dating D, that's when I started going to the other house more. I think I stopped going to the other fraternities so like stupid strawberry pies (laughs) (sighs) but so this girl was talking about it and like we hated each other so I tried to pass her off and like we had this signal do you remember the signal that we had to do behind our backs oh my god yes but no one picked her up right yeah Um, because no one ever paid attention to it ever they're like watch for the signal and then every girl was paired up with somebody yeah. So nobody had anyone to switch to. And the girls that were floating didn't want to talk to anybody, which is why they were floating. Because they wanted a break that Or round. they just didn't want to talk to anyone ever. There were several girls that never picked yeah. up a girl. Literally. So this girl's, like, talking with me, and we, like, we just did not click. We never clicked before, but it was just apparent that, like, it's not going to work. And she goes, uh, yeah, after this round, I think I'm just gonna drop and go to the other sorority, like, I'm just not feeling it, and you guys definitely aren't my type, and I was like, okay, that's perfectly fine, nice to see you, and I walked away. God, Jesus. Like, I cannot stand her, but it was just the fact that, like, that was a con, but I already knew she was a con, and I stood up and I said, no, she talks about this, she talks about that, I've seen her at parties throughout college, she's not gonna work, that was just on me, that was in personal opinion, that was observation, but when other girls had talked to other people, and they just briefly mentioned, hey, what are mixers, like, what do you guys do with the fraternities, do you do anything with the other sororities as well, we had a lie to them, like, we had to basically say, oh, yeah, we're close with the sororities, too, and we all have, like, a great kind of relationship and, and great life. It doesn't <laughs> matter where you end up, because we'll all be friends. God, that was the biggest lie we had to sell. Biggest lie. We had a rivalry that literally was insane. Well, not only that, but also, like, the fact that, like, they're like, oh, yeah, we always help each other out. No, we didn't. No. We, like, <laughs> I, we would sometimes go to the other girls, like, philanthropy events, because, like, we were required, mm-hmm. but... 
a lot of them never showed up to ours no no we literally would show up to theirs out of the goodness and also mandatory because it was points or it was because we needed to and like I would spend two or three bucks go there pick up some free food and then I'd leave like there was nothing for me there we never talked to them we never had a relationship especially with the rivalry uh one with red oh my god (laughs) I don't think I knew a single red girl, like, in class, in school. Like, I don't think I was friends with a red girl outside of. I knew one red girl. She was pretty nice, but she also was very, very red. Like, she fit in with red. I uh, I had a green friend, um, and then she dropped me within, like, probably like six weeks of her joining. Oh, God. Um, I then... still have friends. I will say I still have a lot of green friends that are actually some are coming to the wedding, um, but that was just because I got in with the fraternity that they were Hung with. Out with. Right. Yeah. Like it's literally solely based on the fact that I started going to that other fraternity and I started seeing them and like, they'd be like, Oh, were you in Greek class? And I was like, yeah, I was in this. And they were like, really? Oh, I, uh, I had a lot like- of friends in blue, um, because uh, my, my roommate, um, was best friends with a couple of girls that were in blue and so mm-hmm. um I kind of becoming they were also frat rats over at goat house and so yeah. at I least the girls blue. that I was friends with I I liked those girls I did not like the sorority but I did like some of those girls they did end up I being like some of my good friends although of course once we got kicked out nobody talked to us at all so <laughs> even like even when they like a lot of them alum that I was friends with like once they were out of it like they stopped talking to me and I was like you're not even in it anymore. What mm-hmm. the fuck do you care? Yeah. There was one girl that uninvited me to her wedding. Like, she didn't yeah. send me the invitation when I was still a part of the sorority. And then once I got kicked out, like, that fall, like, her wedding was in, like, four months after that. She sent me a text, and she was like, um, I just want to let you know that we've decided to reduce our guest list. <gasps> and um, we're going to have to resend our invitation um, from you. So we're so sorry. Like, whatever. Yeah. Like, I was like, uh, <laughs> okay, cool. Have oh. a happy marriage. But she wasn't in our sorority. She was in a different sorority, which is even crazier. Oh, my gosh. I see that. Yeah. I, yeah. So, like, it was just once we got kicked out, that in and of itself was a, a massive issue. See, it's crazy because, like, after I got kicked out, I started becoming more friends with Green and Blue, and they stopped. Like, I'm still friends with them to this day, but, like, it was after I got out. But when I was in, wouldn't have had a conversation with them. I despised freaking red enough and green I was like intimidated by because they were green girls and I originally wanted that to be them so like I was still butthurt that was on me but it was just that like whole persona of like they're them we are us we stay away and we could not admit that in recruitment we had to freaking put on a fake smile and steer the the conversation to either our, our philanthropies or our colors or what we stand for or even what we do on sisterhood nights or if we go out with friends we had to lie to them like oh yeah we have movie nights together no that happens within two weeks while you find a big and then after All right, that cool sorry about that guys we uh we got caught up on the audio again but we are coming back to it again to finish up the episode it's just a lot of tea and it's a lot of heatedness because we went through so much hell and then talking about recruitment and talking about bringing those girls in and then talking with them and having specific rules it's a lot (laughs) it is and I mean those those weeks really were hell and like so like I was in it for three and a half years you know Mm -hmm. so I went through 
okay so even my first year so we we did spring recruitment the year that I came in we oh, had a class that was a spring recruitment class I could not tell you what girls those were oh can you even like do you remember the whole separation between fall girls and spring girls too for yeah. a while there was um, like a whole thing of like oh yeah she was a spring class yeah that was that was a really weird distinction and it was yeah. like um Especially because, like, the spring class was always kind of looked down upon yeah. because they didn't go through original recruitment. But, like, the recruitment process was still the same. Like, we still did three nights. We, mm-hmm. I mean, voting was a little less because usually it was, like, eight girls going through the system mm-hmm. instead of, like, 300. But, like, I still remember that. Like, they're like, oh, well, she's a spring baby. And yeah. so it's like, okay, and? And for the fact, too, that, like, because they were spring babies, like, they couldn't take littles then in the fall. Because so... they had to wait until the next spring. Yeah. And I remember that. And I was like, that makes no sense. They went through all the same process. And I get that it needs to be a year in the sorority, but, like, mm-hmm. a school year. Not, not a not an actual year. Like, yeah. I that was one rule that I thought was always super fucking weird. Mm-hmm. But I also, like, oh, man, spring recruitment in and of itself is just crazy. But So I went through recruitment. So I went into it. So that was my first one, right? It was, like, my freshman year and going into it. And then mm-hmm. spring recruitment was the first time that I had to learn ritual and everything. So we uh-huh. went to, like, the gym. And we basically did, like, a small recruitment camp over, recruitment camp over winter break that was, like, yeah. three or four days where we'd, like, go on campus, do everything. I um, that. I have, a, I have that, too. And then, so the spring was my first one, and then fall that year where you came in. Mm-hmm. And then we had spring that year after you. So that was my third recruitment. Mm-hmm. And then fourth was that next fall, and then spring again. And then I think I had another year where I did one more. No. We had, a, we had a, an extra recruitment after fall because they extended it that last year before we yeah. were picked out because that was our last event. Because then, yeah, because they did one more because then we had to help with the new sorority that had joined. Yeah. Um, and help them with their bid day, which we had friends that ended up going into that sorority. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do. I remember helping them set up for their bid day, which was like a week after ours or something crazy mm-hmm. like that. And then that was our very last event. And then we got kicked out like three days later. Because we had to ask uh, the old president if we were still doing it because of standards. Yep. It was weird. Yep, I remember that. And, like, oh, man, standards, bro. That'll be another episode, too. <laughs> but, God, yeah, no, Hell Week was, I mean, yeah. three years. And, like, it really was just a couple days out of the year. But they were so crucial to what mm-hmm. we were doing that sorority and just so crucial to everything that we had done. And, mm-hmm. man. It was the most, like, it was the most time you'd be around your actual sisterhood besides chapter or besides one philanthropy event a semester and even then you didn't actually like situate yourself around your sisters you'd be with family so this was the only time that you would be front and back or side to side or in groups or in pairs or whatever working with girls that you otherwise would not talk to on a regular basis and yeah sometimes it was really good I had a heart-to-heart with one of the LTs that literally put me in my place my freshman year and I needed it and I will admit that if she didn't do that I probably would have been the worst sister after that but like she put me in my place and it really did help but that's one situation that like we wouldn't have gone on a regular basis and so with that positive 
there's also so much that we had to do that made it miserable for all of us. Yeah, I uh, I mean, I had a sister that tried to check me too. Um, and then when she tried to check me, I basically sat back and I was like, hold on. I think you have the situation misunderstood. I was like, you do know that the girl you're yelling at me about was the one that yelled at me, right? But I didn't yell at her. Like, mm. And like, I basically was like, you do know that the situation was like, she was the bitch to me. And then it like took her a second to like realize what she had said to me and like what she had just done. And she was like, oh my God, I misunderstood. And I was like, yeah. I was like, you just came to me as a woman for <laughs> no reason when I'm the, like, I was like, I was literally the victim of the situation. And like the amount of times too that like, during my big's behavior which we'll mm-hmm. talk more about this but like the amount of times that there was just excuses for her behavior and the way that she treated me towards the end and like whenever like she just full-on ignored me and like cut mm-hmm. me off like everyone was like well I mean what did you expect I was like I expected her to be my friend yeah that's not how it was supposed to be no I expect her to be a better person and she wasn't one <sighs> yep. oh, I loved it when we were in and I got mistaken for the other girl and I was branded as like the partier or like the bad one even though I was the one taking sisters home when they were drunk off their asses driving around campus trying to find their apartments. Your reputation also got ruined by our our other friend which we'll eventually get into her story. Yeah. Um, But me and Sierra were a trio at one point. There were mm-hmm. the three musketeers. Well, I loved Sierra. She was my best friend, is my best friend. And then Sierra had a best friend, and I tolerated her. <laughs> um, <laughs> but the three of us were kind of stuck together. But I do remember a lot of your reputation was based off of her because mm-hmm. she was bad at parties, and people would just kind of associate the two of you together, which also mm-hmm. really sucked. I also heard from, like, the other fraternity after I started dating D. Um, one of his brothers came up to me and he was like, you're legit really cool. Like, I like you. You're like so awesome to be around. You're really fun. And he's like, I didn't know that. I, I really didn't like you at first because you always hunt around that one girl. And I thought she was like your other person. And I was like, yeah, I just stopped hanging out with her. Like we got into a situation. He's like, oh man, he's like, you're really cool and like you actually fit around with us really well I would have never expected it I probably wouldn't have talked to you if it wasn't for like you stopping like with her and I was like no shit he's like yeah (laughs) it's totally different I was saying ending that friendship brought a lot of peace to my life I'm not gonna lie yeah it's granted there wasn't much of a friendship to start and like I said it was mostly toleration but tried to force a friendship with you she did she wanted what you and I had yeah. And that was never going to happen because for one, like the worst part is that the situation that between you and your big and the situation between her and her big were completely different. Mm-hmm. And she tried so hard to compare the situations. Mm-hmm. She tried so hard to make it seem like her big was just as bad as yours. And the thing is, is that it wasn't. Yeah. Her big was one of my best friends. Her big loved her. Mm-hmm fought for her constantly constantly invited her out tried to make her a part of the family like we did everything Mm -hmm. to make her feel welcome and she continuously chose to victimize herself Mm -hmm. and uh, for whatever reason like I think she just wanted to be you so badly and just wanted everything that you had and back at it now I can definitely see those like those things that 
because it's like we always invited her out we always tried to get her out we always tried to like make it better but as soon as we would get to a party and as soon as she would feel anxious or there would be too big of a crowd we'd have to leave yeah and I, uh, there were like, several nights that were ruined by her which will well, she'll have her own episode yeah. we um we have a lot to say about her yeah that but regardless when it comes to recruitment my reputation was very very low even though nobody really knew me like nobody really tried to get to know me after that first year because of my old big and because of everything that was going on with the other girl I was mistaken for like it a lot of people had a bad taste in their mouth because of me too because of my big as well and that really sucked because like uh, which sucks even more because like crazy how crazy she was during recruitment how she broke the line, how she, you know, grabbed Jay by the arms and shook Jay and told oh, her, like, we have to have this girl in our sorority. Like, you know, she was crazy about getting me in. And yeah. then the second I joined, it was, like, 180. Mm-hmm. And then, like, I, and there's a lot more to it, too, because, like, me getting my twin, which wasn't expected and everything else, just kind of a culmination of mm-hmm. nonsense that turned into what it was. But and I think that's a whole representation of how recruitment actually goes with what you said, is that you are fought for and you come into it feeling wanted because you get a bid. Even if you don't know if someone actually stuck up for you, you don't know. But it's the fact that you get a bid, you feel wanted, you're so excited that you're a part of this, and you're so excited because of all of the promises and all of the shit that they said and the stuff that you remember from their, like, stories about everything. And then you come into it, and it's a complete 180, and you feel isolated. You feel tore down. You feel like you're literally at the bottom of the barrel. And if one thing wrong happens within that first two months of you being into that sorority, whether it be a party, whether it be an excuse for work, whether it be some fucked up situation in your own personal life that you can't attend one chapter, you're branded. And it sucks. Because you can get out of it. And if you were in, like, the top ten's favorite people, which, like, the top ten, everyone knew who those girls were. They're, like, ten girls. Mm-hmm. They were pretty much juniors and seniors, and they were yep. on their way out. But they were just these ten girls that basically just had a chokehold on the entire sorority, on their culture, on everything mm-hmm. that we did. And if you weren't one of their favorite people, you were absolutely nobody. Yep. And no matter how hard you tried to be nice to them, no matter how many times you volunteered to help them, to work for them, to to do everything, to lose sleep, to to bust your ass and make thousands of cupcakes for them, mm-hmm. they are still going to treat you like absolute garbage. And I just remember, like, seeing that and then, like, turning around and seeing one of the other girls that literally did nothing, mm-hmm. had no points, had average grades, but she could just get away with everything. She didn't have yeah. to be at chapter. She didn't have to be at recruitment. She didn't have to be at summer camp because ugh, mm-hmm. she's just so important to other things. Yeah. And it's like... Okay. It was the lack of validation that you feel after you got in and you just had one wrong thing. Or even if you weren't in the good graces of those top 10 even coming into the sorority because they just didn't meet like their ex- expectations of what they thought was what a sister should be immediately. It Which was, was just... mostly based on looks. If yeah. you weren't, If you weren't one of the hottest girls in the sorority, you weren't a part of it, period. Yeah. Like, that's pretty much what it was. Which, like sucked because no one was unattractive mm-hmm. and like those girls weren't any prettier than anyone else like yeah. and like they really did I mean that was just always worth and Jay was a huge indicator in that oh, Jay yeah. would con- like Jay put you in line and like sometimes you were in alphabetical but sometimes Jay would put you in a line that was like aesthetically mm-hmm. pleasing 
Yeah. And she would do that all the time where she would have like specific girls be the ones that stand out. And it was like very obvious that she had a very specific aesthetic that she was looking for. Mm -hmm. And I even remember like a time that like my twin was pretty upset and she was still one of the favorites, but she had been pretty devastated because I guess Jay had said something to her about her weight and about like the way that she looked and like Mm. all of this stuff. And I was like, that's literally fucking insane. Like not only are you absolutely beautiful, but like, shut up. She had the best <laughs> hair in the sorority. Are oh my god! I, like an actual princess, like as yeah. a human being, like, and I have no ill will towards my twin. Like I know I'm gonna talk a little bit about that story. My ill will is not towards her whatsoever. Mm-hmm. She was incredible. She was beautiful. She was energetic. I loved her energy and being around her. I loved her and energy, I'm... but I have beef with her, and I have beef with her friends. Well, yeah. I mean, there's that too, and there was definitely moments where I was like, okay, like, can't you cut me slack? We're supposed to be family here, yeah. but um there was definitely moments where I was just, I was just so shoved out. Mm-hmm. And, but I just remember her being upset by something that Jay had said to her. And I was like, God, that really sucks because like. so crazy. It was so ridiculous. Like I remember during one of the ritual years, I got stuck in between two of like the tall girls. And I was the short little one in the middle of the line as we went through our lines. And I was like, why am I in between two tall people? There are other short people in the sorority. Like. Yeah, those lines were, God, those lines were awful. It should have went, like, by height, to be honest. That would have looked way more aesthetically pleasing than freaking mismatched all around. Yeah, the alphabetical made no sense ever. Like, And then these cares? groups, like, when you had to do that quiz or whatever, and it was, like, put you in groups, and I'm like, uh, what? Oh, my goodness. I, oh, man, God, recruitment was just so much. <laughs> I just, I mean, and the amount of times, too, that, like, I remember, like, we, you know, we'd walk all the girls, like, the new girls that were coming through, we'd walk them out of the room, and then mm-hmm. we'd close the doors, and, like, immediately, Jay would just be like, that was the worst fucking behavior I've seen out of any one of you yeah. in years. Oh, it's my like, God, yeah. All of a sudden, we're, like, we're all looking at each other, like, what, what is she talking about? What, what happened? Who, what? And then, like, she would just be screaming, and then she'd be like, mm-hmm. you have 60 seconds to get back together. Yeah. And I'm like. We would literally be sitting on the floor, taking our heels off because our feet hurt so bad, and we'd have to fix the candles and fix the chairs, and then, literally, it was a big 180 from the nights before, because if you remember, like, the nights before, between rounds, we'd close the door, and we'd cheer, and we'd dance, and we'd, like, fall onto the floor just to have a break, and just to, like, get our energy levels back up and play music, and then ritual night was just, like, stone-cold fucking dead. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, oh god, just even just being there like hours beforehand, like we would be there hours mm-hmm. before it started, just because we had run practice again. Mm-hmm. Excuse me, but like I, God, I, I just remember like being so miserable that whole time and being exhausted. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, like we still have class, and so like you know people yeah. are still trying to get homework and papers done and trying to write papers in between time, and like then. Man, I remember with Ritual, too. Like, this is probably, like, the last secret that we we spill before we close out Mm -hmm. of here. But for Ritual Night, so I think I spoke about this a little bit for last week's episode. But for Ritual, everybody got paired up with somebody. And typically, it was the person that um, you either made the most impact on um, from before or... um, Or nobody knew who you were and you just happened to get a lottery, basically. Was basically someone was like someone has to take her, um, and that was always the worst. Was that we would you know we'd get through second day voting, 
Jay would be pissed at us because there'd be girls that no one had ever spoken to or no mm-hmm. one wanted to speak up about. And then these girls would come through for ritual and they'd be like, okay, someone has to take her. Yeah. And they're like, somebody talk to her. Who talked to her? Somebody has to, like, that was always the thing. Was like, somebody has to take her. They're coming to the room. Someone has to take her. And that in and of itself was just so frustrating because there were definitely times where I was like, oh, fine, it's fine. I'll talk to her. I'll, I'll take her, whatever. But, like, so I would write this girl and I'd be like, who, who talked to her? Who talked to her in the first two nights? Like, give me one thing to say to her to make her join our sorority. Mm-hmm. And, uh, in those conversations beforehand too you had to literally be like I know you're nervous I hope you keep an open mind like we're really excited you're here but like if you didn't know that person it would literally be day one and day two crunched into a five minute period of being hi what's your name what's your major how are you doing what's your favorite show like do you like that or like you would get the girl and she'd be obviously disappointed because she was looking for somebody you know like she was somebody was supposed to take her or you can tell that the girl that was supposed to take her, like, took somebody else. Mm-hmm. And you can, like, see them standing across the room just staring at them, kind of being like, why didn't they pick me? Why am I with this random girl? Mm-hmm. And so, like, a lot of times if I had one of those, if I knew that the girl who picked her up, then I would try and get a few things. I'm like, yeah, so, so-and-so told me all about you. And, like, mm-hmm. she's busy doing this. And so, like, we're going to talk about this. And, like, I would try and just make them feel good. And a lot of times that third night, I never asked them any questions about themselves mm-hmm. because I know at that point they were so exhausted and so was I. And I was like... I was like, actually, what we're going to do in these five minutes, like, if I ever got a girl, I'd pull over to the side with me, hand her her cookie, and I'm like, just eat this. <laughs> just just eat this. Take a minute. Breathe. I go, what's about to happen is pretty intense and pretty emotional. And I was like, just take a moment. You're going to be good. And, like, so, like, usually then I would just be like, you know, how was your week? How are you feeling now? Are you ready for it to be over? Like, I tried really hard to be more of a calming presence because I just know how everybody else was and how chaotic it all was. But man, I, but anyway, so with that, everybody got paired up with a girl, but basically we'd have a list. Jay would have the list or whatever of all the girls. Mm -hmm. We would have to write out cards, write something emotional Mm -hmm. out with them. Um, I remember there was one year, well, we had a couple gold star girls is what I'd like to call them. Mm -hmm. Um, They're like legacy girls. So they were like siblings or cousins of Mm -hmm. somebody else. um, Or legacy girls, especially because one of the trio girl we had was a legacy yeah um but so we would have these kind of gold ghosts so they were legacies or they were girls that like so like you know my hallway I talked about last week I had that group Mm -hmm. of girls that was in my hallway they were all golden girls they were girls that the sorority wanted and so when it came to the ritual day like there'd be some girls that like eight girls wanted them Mm -hmm. and then there'd be other girls that no one stood up for and that's where for me like it was just very obvious like craziness and favoritism because like how is this one girl like even like one like you know my the one that ended up being my my other little like I I wanted to walk her in and I know there's like six other girls that wanted to walk her in Mm -hmm. um the tall one that was in our hallway so many people was obsessed with her and continued to be obsessed with her um like there was just several of those golden girls that like multiple people wanted to walk through ritual with them and like mm-hmm. I remember there was like with that like the girls from my hallway like we probably had like six or seven girls writing in their card mm-hmm. so like one girl got them and then everybody else got to write in their card and there's other people like like for me I got a blank card when I came mm-hmm. through I was like how is it that there are seven girls writing in this girl's card and I got a blank one <laughs> like what is how does that happen Oh no, my year, I was scared. I was legitimately scared that nobody actually wanted me. So when I got in, I was like, well, okay, great. Like the card was beautiful. But then when I got to bid day, she didn't pick me up. 
she yep. wasn't there so it was very disheartening because I was one of those girls that like literally did not know if I was wanted but I could see around the room who was the golden child yeah it was yeah it was very obvious your class especially was really bad with favoritism mm-hmm. um because of because of the girls in my hallway which like god we must not have had a spring recruitment in my first year because they all came in in the fall they must have because they came in with my class and that must have been what it was and then we had a spring recruitment after that mm-hmm. um but yeah I just remember that year was just god that was, you were so awful which like mm-hmm. and all of them the second we went through it all of them were like oh we should have done it I'm like yeah you should have I don't know why you didn't yeah I, just, I remember because there was there was your golden girls from your hallway there was also the other girls that were that was the cousin of one of the older ones mm-hmm. um and her two friends they were golden and then going in, I just remember I liked, obviously I liked some of your friends, but it was the tall one I just couldn't stand. I yeah, just, well. I, I really don't. And I'm going to be honest. Um, we know. Yeah. So like, I, I already... don't blame you for a second. Uh, there were a lot of moments that I wasn't necessarily appreciative of her either. So. so like for me, what I remember is that like, that was her group. I didn't want to try to penetrate through that group because there yeah. was no way. You know, I can't fake you. You know my facial expressions. If I don't like you, I don't fucking like you. Yeah, and I think um, I think that was always just a struggle, like especially the favoritism. The favoritism was mm-hmm. so, so bad. Yeah. And, I mean, I, there were definitely girls, like, I, you know, we had rush crushes. Every single one of us had mm-hmm. a rush crush. Single you one said it. Somewhere else. What? You said the name. Oh, did I say the sorority name? Yeah. Oh, God. Whatever. I'll blurt it out. I don't care. <laughs> Um, but yeah, none of my rushes came to our sorority. Really? Not a single one. I had a few rush crushes that did come in. Um, no, nope, there some... was girls, like, I'd I be, like, became friends with them sort of outside of it, but, and I even asked one of them, I was like, what happened? I was like, we connected so well, and she was like, I really, really loved you, but I really loved them more, and I was like, uh-huh. okay, that's fair. Yeah. She's like, she's like, if you were in that sorority, my life would have been perfect. And I was like, yeah, well, there wasn't a chance in hell I was going to be in that sorority. So <laughs> because yeah. it was, and it was always the blue ones. I always had friends in the blue one, but I just could not be in that blue sorority. Couldn't oh, do it. The blue. Mine was always green. My rush crush was in green. And then two of my other rush crushes actually came into our sorority. So it worked out, but they always, they already went to other cliques. So by the time I wanted to take them as a little and I couldn't. It just, it was the end. Like, they knew. Man, I can't wait till we get to talk about Big Little. Oh. Because there's just so much with that and, like, the rules and regulations that came with it. And it, it made no sense considering that none of the we rules even adults. mattered. What really got to me was the fact that we are adults and we couldn't take a person that would have been our best friend because of rules that weren't even mandated. Like, I mean, seriously. And, like, God. The, just the way they handled it yeah. whatever we'll get into that whenever that episode comes out which will be in a couple weeks but Ugh. um do you have any other secrets to spill about recruitment oh gosh I think no because like we went through the day we went through the days we went through like everything that girls could say or could not oh the passing do you remember if you got passed too much it's because they didn't we didn't want them or if they got passed oh too yeah little? we literally like didn't want them it was a very weird in between well and also like too like being passed around a lot meant one of two things it meant that they really didn't like you and you yeah. weren't connecting or 
they really liked you and they wanted you to meet as many sisters as possible. It was so weird. And if you stayed with one girl the entire time, it's either because you loved her or it's because you did not want to pass her and just because she wouldn't have fit. Yeah. And like there was time that I remember talking to girls like almost the entire time that I was like, oh my God, I can't, I can't let anyone else talk to this girl. Yeah. And, but there were some too that I would get so caught up in conversation. I'd be talking to them for like 15, 20 minutes. And then I realized mm-hmm. that I hadn't passed them to anyone because our conversations were going so well yeah. that I would literally be like, oh my God, okay, we have five minutes. Um, I'm going to pass you to this group here and mm-hmm. they're going to talk to you and hope to God that it works out because yeah. Jesus. But man, yeah. I, there were a few girls that would come in though that like really freaked me out. Really? They, yeah, they were either like really weird or there's some girls that were just very aggressive and just asked some very pointed questions. And I was like, mm, Jay said I'm not allowed to talk about this. So <laughs> we're going to change the subject. I had girls that were way too quiet. Oh, or just like, those were the worst. Or like I'd ask a question like, and I'd be like, why are you going through recruitment? Yeah, know. they were girls that literally knew they didn't want our sorority. But they'd just sit there and not trying to bring up any conversation or like feedback. And then... We had times where, like, I remember that one year where we had the bump groups where, like, we actually did our own groups, you know? Those were stupid. But it did help that year because I remember I passed off to another girl and I was like, yes, love her, talk to her. And it was great. And then I had another one that I was just like, no, not working for me. So, like, it worked out in that situation. But the floaters, it was just, like... You would see random girls just walk by and they would get distracted. Like, you literally would have a PM there and it, they would be distracted by all the people walking around. Yeah. And try to focus on a conversation where you can barely hear anything because so many people are chattering. Yeah. I, oh, man. I had one girl that walked in. We got paired up and she turned to me and she goes, You don't have to bother talking to me. I already know it's already I'm joining. Huh? And I was like, Oh, okay. Did she end um, up going in it? Yeah, she was. I think she ended up being the president. Um, Red or green or blue? I think it was a green girl. No way. Uh, if I remember right. But yeah, she like walked in and she's like, don't even bother talking to me. I already know what sorority I'm joining. And I was like, okay. wow. <laughs> you don't have to worry about me. <laughs> and the was just like sitting there. I was like, okay. Um, I was like, well, I'm not going to just not sit here. I was like, I'm not going to sit in silence because that's going to make me look bad. I was like, is there stuff that you want to talk about? I was like, let's talk about that other sorority. So we spent the entire time talking about that other sorority. No way. Yeah, the entire time. And she just told me about how she was excited. And, like, I think her – I think she was a legacy, which is why I think she was in it. And so I think that was kind of basically what it was. And she was talking about, like, her family that was in it and what she planned on doing. And, like, everyone was like, hey, at least you got it figured out, girly. Like, at least I mean, at least you know. Yeah. But, yeah, I just remember that, like, even, like, afterwards, like, we went through, like, voting, and that girl came up, and somebody had, I guess, had spoken to her the night before, and mm-hmm. they really liked her, and so they were, like, these are the pros, and then they asked for the cons, and I raised my hand, and I was, like, this is the very first thing that she said to me the second she walked into the room, mm-hmm. and then Jay was, like, well, that's a pretty good reason to vote no on her, and then the other girl stood up, and she was, yeah, but, like, she does all these things, and blah, 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 and then Jay was, like, it doesn't matter how badly we want her, she doesn't want us. Yeah. And we don't want people who don't want us. And so, like, they had to, like, shut her down, but, like, and she was very upset and, like, pouted at me, and, like, I think she cussed me out later that night, too, and she's like, I can't believe you took so-and-so with me, she's my rush crush, I can't believe, I'm like, yeah, no, she was, she had an issue, she had a lot of issues with me. Um, Oh, my God. When she was the dress code girl, 
um, every Sunday. I had to stay after chapter and talk about my wardrobe. Oh my god. She would write me up every single chapter, no matter what I was wearing. Um, and like every time I'd go to the, the standard chair or whatever, because she'd be like, hey, so and so wrote you up. Wasn't hey, she our one friend's big or something? Uh, maybe. I don't remember. Probably. Yeah, I just, oh my god. But yeah, I like every single chapter I would have to stay after and they would like review my outfit and they'd be like, no, that's appropriate. And then mm-hmm. every time she'd be like, oh, well, I just wasn't sure like her, her headline just looked a little short or her straps looked like they were a little too thin. Like she'd always have like some excuse to basically be like, I just wasn't sure. She just seemed like she was on the borderline. And she a lot of times I'd be like, the rule book on dress code and she I know. be like, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Like there'd be times where I'd be wearing like a long dress with long sleeves and they'd be like, a lot of them, they, they call her out. They'd be like, okay, you're just being petty at this point. Like, you're nitpicking. You're, you're doing whatever. And it's like, but every time, like, almost every chapter, I'd be sitting there. I'd be looking at them like, why are we not doing anything about this? Why, like, how is she? Like, I'm one of the only people. There's three of us here right now. It's me every week. Why are we continuing? Like, obviously, it's not me. I'm in dress code. I'm not breaking it. Every now and then, like, they'd be like, yeah, we'll give it to her. Like, yeah, that neckline's a little low. Or, yeah, that is a little too short. It's like, oh, my God. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I remember I had that one pink sweater dress that had a keyhole, like, neckline. Oh, I love that one. And they, I wasn't allowed to wear it. I wore it to one chapter, and she got me for it. And they were like, well, the neckline is a little... I'm like, yeah, but what's her face's tits are literally out right now. I can see her tits. I can literally. see her nipple rings through her dress. How is, it, how is that any different than what I'm wearing? Three years later, they're allowed to wear keyhole dresses and sweater dresses. Like, come on. Oh, remember when it was a big deal? Oh, I can't remember the name, the style of the dress, but they're like the jersey knit style. Yeah, they had long the sleeves. They're like, but yeah, it's like a t-shirt dress, but it was like long sleeve and it had like yeah. a specific name. It was like a peacoat dress or something like that. I don't remember. Okay. But like my first year, those were not allowed because they were a t-shirt material. And then one of the girls who was pregnant wore them all the time because they were comfortable and she yeah. was pregnant. And then they were like, okay, well, if so-and-so can do it, then everyone's got to be able to do it. And they're like, well, no, the exception is that she's pregnant. It's like, no you no. can't have exceptions like if that's the case then like I, then she can't be in the sorority because she's pregnant because she's breaking dress code like mm-hmm. and so that kind of became the argument and they eventually gave into it and like little by little I think they're just giving into it more because a lot of it's like a lot of it's so antiquated like they're becoming more modernized now that thankfully they're with their fashion because if I remember red and green always had short dresses always had tight fitting clothes always had like that they were shorts they were shorts for recruitment yeah Yeah. they were allowed to and then us we were covered we were modest and girls noticed it p&ms would be like why are you guys wearing this and And it'd be like like, the first it'd be like first week of august it would be like a hundred degrees outside and we'd be in jeans and long pants and like these like basically suits almost Mm -hmm. and it was like Oh, God, I was so miserable. So miserable. And, like, finally, I think, because of what I've been seeing, they've started trying to modernize the, even the ritual dresses or even, like, the um, pinning uh, ceremony dresses. They're getting better at it. But, like, literally compared to the other sororities on campus, it was night and day, and a lot of girls noticed that. And I think that took into account a lot of their decisions. Especially because the well, the red and green, especially they were the two older sororities. They'd kind of been there since the beginning mm-hmm. of the school starting. Yeah. Um, ours and blue were the newer ones that had come a little bit later. Um, but the fact that the ones that were there the longest, when they had the 
most like longest standing traditions that the fact that they were able to switch it up and do everything Mm -hmm. always blew my mind and like I would always think about them like I don't even like these sororities but like they're doing this thing and we're not allowed to do this thing and like and they look (sighs) good (laughs) especially the I think it was the the green Mm -hmm. um they had one year they had pink shirts and white shorts and they looked so good they looked the brown uh brown wedges too because they can actually wear wedges instead of straight heels yep yeah yeah oh god they looked so good and I think there was a year that the blue group had like they had like a light blue top and like navy blue shorts and they looked so good too I'm like man I just remember how good they looked and like they were all tan and beautiful Mm -hmm. and just whatever but and then we had (sighs) recovered in jeans and like the letter t-shirts that literally you couldn't fold correctly because the block letters were like oh my god I know it's wrong and then when it came to that, it was also, like, I would go to the bathroom, and I would see their outfits, and I'd be, like, you guys look so cute today. And they'd be, like, thank you. I love your necklace. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah, every time. And, like, and that, especially the year that we had the uh, the colored pants, <gasps> the brown sandals, and the black tops. I threw those away. <laughs> I, I remember, like, walking around in that, and, like, girls saying to me, like, you know black and brown don't go together, right? Yeah. And I'd be, like, oh, I know. You can go tell Jay and the LT mm-hmm. team that because for whatever reason, they believed that we looked good. Yeah. And I have – if we wore white shirts, we would have been fine. But it was the black shirts, mm-hmm. the pastel pants, and brown shoes and that I will still – shirts would have been good. Or no, maybe not purple, but like – White or gray or good. brown or like – you know, like anything, but or wear black sandals with the black shirts. I don't know why we had to wear brown sandals. I know. I'm looking back on that year. Hold on, I'm looking through my archive because you're not allowed to have post uh the freaking letters posted anymore. Ugh, yeah, whatever. Stupid <laughs> rules after getting us kicked out. But yeah, no, it was just a bad year. It was it was so bad. Um, that year sucked. We may post on the Instagram a couple pictures from those years just because we can. But um, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see what we find. We'll block some out, but I mean. But let's go ahead and wrap this up because we are an hour and a half into oh, yeah. this episode. And I've oh. got to get ready for, I got to go. Oh, so my. thank you all so much for listening. Um, And on today's episode for the sorority, <laughs> um, it's going to continue getting even hotter. We're going to start spilling even more secrets. Um, mm-hmm. Recruitment's just one small drop in the entire ocean that is the fuckery of the sorority that we were in greek life in general so get ready get excited this was just step one of what we had to go through oh yeah so stay tuned and keep up to date on our instagram that is at chaotic energy pod or email us tell us your own scary sorority stories at chaotic pod one at gmail.com that is the number one not the spelling out Mm -hmm. of the one yes um, tell us your own experiences. Tell us how your school did recruitment. Tell us how you kind of how you went through it. If it was similar to ours, if it was mm-hmm. also Hell Week for you guys. Um, so until next Tuesday, mm-hmm. I'm your co-host Maddie. I'm your co-host Sierra, and this has been Chaotic Energy. Bye. Bye.